<laughs> it's DTS-120 and Festival of the Lost Returns. More consumables, masks, ornaments, shaders, and a sparrow to collect. Can you survive? <laughs> Happy Festival of the Lost, I suppose. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to Destiny, the show number 120, the Destiny news podcast to keep you, the Guardian, ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. Joining me this week is my awesome co-host, PvE master, grenade thrower extraordinaire, Diddy. How are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. That, uh, that was a spooky intro. It's a spooky week. Festival of the Lost <laughs> is here. I know our players right now are out there grinding for their masks, just like we are. How was your week? What was your favorite thing you did? How was hard mode, dude? How oh, was man. the new light <laughs> level changes? New light level changes are awesome. Got prepared for hard mode. The changes there in the heroic mode, actually not that bad this time around. Not that um, bad, yeah. And and we'll talk about that a little bit the a little bit later in the, ro- the mm-hmm. show. Oh, I can't. Even talk. It's the remix. Get it out. There we go. <laughs> um, I'm really excited actually because it's it's not as daunting as heroic mode King's Fall because yeah. that kind of coordination, man, it's it's hard to to get done. But the, these changes are actually quite manageable now and. It's way easier to gear up. Man, I was straggling behind, but now I'm I'm there. It, it took me like two hours of Archon's Forge, and I was geared ready to go. So that was awesome. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I just, I'm enjoying the raid so much. It's so much fun. Absolutely. I really, it was so funny because getting past 385 was such a chore. And then the changes go into place, and it's like, 388 and I sneezed like what what did I do to deserve (laughs) such speedy leveling I really like these changes it's comfortable no matter what activity I'm doing which is mainly pvp right now I see incremental increases in all my characters like each time I hop on whether it's the warlock the titan or the hunter they're each pushing just a little bit further my max light right now I believe is 389 I want to get past the 390 mark because that Vosik fight in heroic mode is Mm -hmm. I think that's the toughest part but when you're past 390, it gets just a little bit easier. And I got to go off on a quick rant here because 2.4.1 changed the way that the lighthouse works. So I did a flawless run with Cat and Sassy. By the way, Burning Shrine, I don't know what happened this week. It was a sweat fest. I have not had a saltier <laughs> run in forever. But the lighthouse now is a quote-unquote social space, and so you can actually have up to nine people in there at the same time who've had a flawless passage. So if you like queue the same time, you might get an instance that has somebody else who's gone flawless in there. But in doing so, the cutscene is gone, dude. The lighthouse opening cutscene is gone, and that's one of my favorite parts because you could put the mask on and just troll that. It was just a gorgeous cutscene, and I don't know how to view it again, so maybe somebody can tweet me if they figured out, you know, you just hold Y or something when you go to the destination, <laughs> whatever. So that's my mini rant, okay? What'd you do other than the raid this week? You said that Archons was pretty good to you. Were you farming for an artifact or a ghost? Did you notice higher drop rates? Oh, yeah. Higher drop rates, definitely. I did need a higher artifact and ghost, so I jumped in there. I can't remember what my ghosts are at, but they're very good. My artifact, oh my gosh, I was so surprised when I got this. It's 111% roll on dim. It can give me like 
50 or 60 plus discipline or intellect and then like 93 discipline which it's which ridiculous. artifact is it though i don't remember i don't remember the name it's just a normal hunter artifact oh oh it wasn't one of uh oh, the iron no, lords no. it's not one okay. of the iron lord ones no so okay, uh, don't i don't get that you. extra stat but uh it's it's pretty decent it's pretty good. Pretty decent, bro. Pretty decent. <laughs> well, let's hop into the weekly update. Festival of the Lost is here, you guys. The items, if you're not online right now, get on and check out the new kiosk. There's so many cool little changes. A lot of the consumables, the new masks. I want that new Sparrow. I'm grinding for it this week. We've got a full breakdown of all the quests for Festival of the Lost that are live this week, as well as some timing controversies with the hard mode world first. So let's get into it. Starting off in This Week at Bungie this past week for October 20th, 2016, uh, they mentioned, they highlighted the first clan to defeat the Heroic Mode raid, and that was, it's a German team, Die Busfahrer. I butchered that, I'm sure, but uh, basically the bus drivers, that's what it translates to. They accomplished Heroic Mode Wrath of the Machine first, and they did a brief interview with them talking about, you know, how they managed to, to plan ahead and prepare for the raid and everything. It's actually a really good, good read. Um, other than that, there's not much in This Week at Bungie. There are some new weapon ornament skins for the Bad Juju and the Red Death that mm -hmm. are coming out. They also mentioned that um, ornaments for the thor uh, Thorn as well is highlighted there. Mm -hmm. um, they, they highlighted um, or mentioned the last word in Black Spindle are getting ornaments a little bit later in 2017. So I guess... Uh, Sparrow Racing League timing there in December. Uh, that's my that's my prediction there. <laughs> awesome. Well, I want to say for these ornaments, I think the Red Death ones look so good. The white with all the blood splatters. And then if you haven't mm -hmm. seen the new Juju ornaments, I think they both just they make me want to use this gun, even though they're really not popular in the PvP meta right now. You know, Bad Juju you probably could still get away with and have some great times with, but Oh, the thorn ornaments are average. They're very one of them just has a bit of rust on the actual barrel of the gun. The other one mm -hmm. has sort of this greenish glow on the handle and two little green spots on the actual barrel where they glow. But the problem is, and some I guess there's actual thorns sticking out of the thorn. That's kind of cool. I wanted color changes. Diddy, you and I both wanted to see, you know, maybe an entirely fluorescent green thorn. Or you said a white thorn, right? Yeah, in the Grimoire, you know, Thorn was originally, I, I believe it's called the Rose, uh, and that was before it became evil, like cherry basically. blossoms, yeah. And something with that theme, that would be pretty cool. But just with this rust and acid erosion version and the glowing green one, slightly disappointed there, but, you know, oh well, we're going to get what we're going to get. Hopefully they introduce more ornaments in, like, Destiny 2. Mm. more weapon skins for the ones they already have out there that'd be pretty cool absolutely since we were talking about the world first for heroic mode why don't we just go over the changes that happened in heroic mode if anybody doesn't want spoilers just jump ahead about five minutes because i thought heroic mode for this one especially the archon uh excuse me the axis fight at the very end was going to be a lot harder i think it's sort of inverted the hardest fight in my opinion was vosik Zamboni changes weren't that bad, and the Axis changes were noticeable, but not, like, insane. Like you said at the beginning of the show, this is not King's fault here. So let's talk about the changes for Vosik. What what flipped on its head? So Vosik Phase 2, basically, is where the, the majority of the big changes are. 
six orbs needed to be thrown instead of three. In so that everybody room. has to throw so one. Basically, everybody in the fire team has to clear out the ads, prepare, and coordinate their throws for the bombs. Um, two big monitors behind Vostok light up, and they have a huge uh, damage threshold. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a health pool. Very similar to the oracles and the oversoul from. Um, the two original raids. I just totally blanked on the names. Courtesan and <laughs> Vault of Glass. Glass. Oh my goodness. I'm going to get so much crap for that. Oh man. Uh. So I think, you know, it might not be the best weapon, but super good advice. You can just continually shoot and not use up as much ammo. That's just a theory there. Um, and the safe rooms, the big change with the safe rooms, running to those, they have a half closed door and you need to slide under it. I love and, uh, that. It's actually oh. quite difficult sometimes because there's like a little lip on mm-hmm. the ground that if you slide and hit that, you're not entering that room. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody inside is just like, come on, dude. It's everyone's dream to be Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible and like turn the bike <laughs> on its side as you slide under the semi truck shooting at people. So this kind of let me live out that fantasy a little bit until my head hit the door and I died. So <laughs> that was hard dude it's where yeah. like most people stalled out a lot of the world's first like potentials got hooked up on this part i remember i think dotto's team got held up at vosik for quite a while and then let's move on to the death samboni this one i thought was hilarious <laughs> a big spider tank spawns after mexus's town now you don't have to kill the tank you can actually just nope. like go around the tank and mm-hmm. place the pieces I've seen strats where people are using a defender bubble, putting it on the tank, and then just nuking the tank. But I like this change. You know what I'm saying? I, some people were saying it felt almost easier because in replacement, like the tank replaced a couple captains in the whole deal. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's actually, it's not like um, the Tanix strike level of a spider tank. It's not like that has that much health. It's actually... A little bit easier to take down if you stop to dps it so it's uh it's not too much of a hindrance but it's definitely it definitely surprised a lot of the uh the runners jumping in for the first time they're like <gasps> what is that <laughs> and then moving on to axis for phase one and two uh, axis phase one there's three siva turrets and axis phase two six servitors spawn so basically you have to have more cannon servitor killing ball throwing kind of a deal. Oh, by the way, across all of these fights, like we're just going over the big mechanical changes, the ads are harder and it feels like there's a, a few more ads. It feels like there's just a couple extra ads that do make it hard. If you're under 390, I think it is a, a challenge. Now, lengthwise and mechanically, I expected more for it to be a bit harder, but maybe that's challenge modes in the next few weeks, Diddy. That's that's something that could come down mm-hmm. the pipeline, right? Yes. Uh, I'm excited to see what the challenge modes entail for this raid because it's uh, I couldn't really theorize them for King's Fall because you're like, what does challenge mean? But now that yeah. we have that, it's like, oh, well, maybe if they did this, it's going to be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Now that we've gotten the raid, we've seen normal, we've seen heroic. What's our review? What's our thought? Is the time and the duration long enough? Is the difficulty right? Is it all that we wanted and more? Your take. Um. Yeah, I think, I think we should mention the world's first heroic mode. The official time from Bungie was about 45 minutes and 55 seconds. Yes. I think that's good. Um, okay. It, it does go in line with my prediction 
a couple months back of the timing, very similar to Vault of Glass being around 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, obviously, with, you know, my impression is I think this raid is a little bit easier, but it's action-packed and it's fun. Yes. I'm actually going to say I think it could be just a little longer, like maybe one more phase somewhere. Hmm. Just like, I don't know, because now it's just like, yeah, I want to run two, three times in a day instead of a week now. So it's, I just want, I just want to keep raiding because raiding in Destiny is just so great. And this one is so good. I just want, I just want more. What is the weakest part of the raid? Because for me, I can easily highlight the Death Samboni being the one main letdown for me from the images conveyed in the trailer to the actual gameplay experience. I felt like the Zamboni was going to have either a sequence where we're riding on top of it, shooting down at ads. It just doesn't feel very victorious. It feels tedious to me. And I just had a different vision in my head where we're actually having to run from the thing for mm -hmm. a long time, killing ads and having to complete a jump puzzle as we go, when really it's just phase one, shoot the ears off, shoot <laughs> the mouth, phase two, shoot the bombs, carry stuff, put it in. I felt like that was the biggest letdown for me, and maybe it's a technological hindrance because it is pretty cool to finally get to raid in a big open space and look mm -hmm. out over this expansive landscape. But what do you think? What's the weakest point of the raid? And then follow it up, what's the strongest point? I think I'm going to agree with you. The weakest point being the death ceremony, but I think I know why it's because it doesn't feel like a boss fight mm, that's, with King's yeah. fall. We had the, the priest, the first boss, we had Golgoroth and then we had the daughters and then we had Oryx vault of glass. We had the, the Templar and then I guess Atheon, but the Templar had multiple phases and uh, Crota. We had, the just the thrall abyss that first part you know the bridge and then the the death singer or uh, ute and then crota it just feels like the death zamboni is it's an obstacle we have to get over and not a boss we have to beat to complete mm. the raid and i agree with you i definitely think that there should have been like a mexus in the first phase of the death zamboni he's up there and he's controlling it and he's shooting at you with the death zamboni and we have to run a further length of the wall. I think that would have, I think, improved the fight. But again, it might still be a technical limitation there with the old engine because when those ads spawn for the Death Zamboni, the frame rate just dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I think they, they realize that and they're like, okay, maybe we can't make this a boss fight. Maybe yeah. it's just another obstacle. I think the highlight of the raid is honestly... I'm going to say both bosses, Vosik and Axis. It just, it synergizes so well because Raids and Destiny, they do a very good job of teaching you how to do the final fight. They teach you the mechanics along the way. And then I just, I really like Vosik. I love those encounters, the first one and the second one, you know, with the charges, um, with the, the voltage meter and everything. It just, it makes a lot of sense to me. And I just, I have a lot of fun doing those phases. Yeah, Vosik's my favorite fight as well. I don't mind Axis, don't get me wrong, but to me, Vosik feels more challenging, more involved, like I'm having to do more things than, all right, empowered back, empowered left, stand near his place, mm -hmm. jump on his back, here's our DPS phase. Because so. I think you're juggling more ads and the boss at the same time. Yeah, I, think I, that's, mean, I think it's more coordination there in terms of holding your own. 
So there was some time and controversy with World First. Why don't we go over what the issue was there? Because there's a discrepancy, right, between the time that Bungie posted mm-hmm. for Slayer H's team versus the actual in-game time, right? Yeah, and that's where I noticed it specifically. But the, the controversy was with the Tifu and his fire team. They they beat the Death Samboni and they didn't wait for it to slide off the, the wall and they jumped mm. down and they were met with a darkness screen. Oh. So that they had to redo that encounter. And that was oh. it was like what just happened? And that when you're going for worlds first, that'll tilt you super hard. Well it's gone. Because it's gone. It's just gone. It's like you can't do anything and you have to do the fight again. And that's just really unfortunate that that happened. I don't, I don't, I can't tell you why, but you know, it happened. And then another thing that I noticed was with uh, Slayeridge and his team, they, when they beat the, they thought they had worlds first. They're like, wow, we we're first on Twitch, you know, and our, the post game reward screen has a time, a completion time associated with it. And it was like 44, 43, something like that. And then when Bungie tweeted out the official quote unquote official, world first completion times for the heroic mode first place was like 45 minutes so it almost seems oh. like they include the time that you're flying into the encounter yeah and not when you actually start it and that's interesting because the timer is in the game already and you can see the completion time for that activity it's it kind of makes you wonder why they're not using that time but then again it's you know if you're doing worlds first it, it's really hard to coordinate how people starting at the same time Bungie almost has to it's almost like they have to start it as soon as they make the raid go live and they can't wait for people to start the encounter it's like when did you beat it in relation to when we made it live i think that's when the time starts yeah you might have been the faster team to beat it but if you were Mm -hmm. three minutes later starting then you're not the first That's exactly it. So here's my take on things. Bungie absolutely needs to post clearly uh, written rules for World First. How timing exactly works. If it's the timer beginning the moment the patch goes live or that the thing unlocks. Because if it's a German team, is the unlock at the exact same second for these squads or whatever. And then from there, I really want to see a leaderboard in the tower for like every raid and every strike i'll touch on that in a second but the amount of press and media the world first team gets is quite a bit these days i mean the the day the new raid comes out is always the most popular day of the year for destiny on twitch i mean look at gathalion sixty thousand people watching that raid and a lot of it is just the discovery and seeing the new fight and getting excited about the new content but a lot of it is people rooting for their favorite streamer to get world first i would have no idea who clan redeem is except for the fact that they got world first and they were publicized in the weekly mm-hmm. update and I saw exactly. them all around and it's like, oh, that's Tifu. Oh, I remember that guy from this and that. So there is a lot of press associated with it. And since this is becoming such a big deal, I really want to see more official rules posted and more explanation of like, hey, Slayer H, this is why your team didn't end up getting it. You might have been faster, but you guys actually started like a minute later and we include mm-hmm. the time it takes you flying in kind of a deal, yeah. right? And those kinds of rules, they can include things like including or excluding cheeses like with crota's end if you cheese any encounter of the raid yep you're disqualified you you Mm -hmm. have to do it the way we intended it to play and it would include those types of things but if you're that's for worlds first but if you're speed running at a later date 
speedrunning is all about optimization and you know finding those shortcuts <laughs> you know it's it's that type of argument you know what entails worlds first and what would disqualify me for that uh, for that title for this category yeah you can have category rule sets for any percent for wrath of the machine includes the wall skip until get, that gets patched or all bosses would maybe include the fact that wall skip isn't allowed and you're not allowed to clip through you know at the zamboni fight i want to see leaderboards in game though we've talked about this for a long time if there's a speedrun leaderboard in the game for all of the raids and for all of the strikes there'd be a huge new community of runners interested in trying to grab that top spot you mm -hmm. then have bungie being able to dish out emblems for people who've held the leaderboard at the end of a month or whatever it's just disappointing to me that it's all pushed away to the third party community sites like destiny tracker right mm -hmm. why do yeah, people exactly. need to go to these sites for the pvp leaderboards there's plenty of people who would love to see in-game, all right, I'm top 2,000 in Rumble. Cool. That's awesome. And it just creates this competitive nature. It's visible in-game. I want to see it. I don't see downsides at all, but it's probably a technological thing, right? Something on the back end. Because look at Challenge of Elders, dude. They kept posting the top three scores <laughs> every single week throughout that whole summer from April Update on yep. to Rise of Iron. Why not have that info in-game, man? Yeah, and it begs the question, if that scoreboard was in-game, the second-place team, they could have seen that time or that score and be like, oh, we still have another day. We need to beat that time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just gives people drive to, you know, be the competition. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to Festival of the Lost. It's here now. We're playing it as we're talking. Well, I'm imagining I'm playing it. My Xbox is over here on the right. <laughs> Let's just go over some of the things that stood out to me, items that I'd like to have. So guys, all of the old masks are coming back. You have a kiosk now where you can actually access those mas uh, masks. So you don't have to keep them in your vault anymore, thank goodness, which mm -hmm. is pretty red. Uh, a couple new emblems, the new masks, some of which that stood out to me, the wolf mask, the prince mask, which is hilarious. <laughs> I love the Siva mask, right? It's the actual pyramid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The Firewolf mask. I mm. uh, they mentioned very most likely it's similar to the skull mask from year one Festival of the Lost. It has okay. that flaming helmet. And yes. It's, it's the one you see in the trailer, that glowing blue one. Oh, that's awesome. And I you want, like the Yolder helmet fix. too, right? The Yolder one is actually really funny. Terrifying. Um, it's terrifying. It is so scary. And that's what Festival of the Lost is about, you know? Well, I guess Eris doesn't think so in the trailer. But mm -hmm. uh spooky stuff not just silly stuff spooky stuff like that the the older mask that's actually pretty good there's two new emotes howl and terrify of course you guys there's new microtransactions to go along with these live events it's quote unquote how they're funded the consumable that had me dude is the giant eyeball it's the sleepless <laughs> gaze it's this big eyeball and the eyeball actually like moves and looks around i can't wait to run that in like a trials run just to mm -hmm. troll the other team and be like this enormous I'm head watching you <laughs> yeah exactly dude and then the the ghost the devil ghost is so adorable it's got little horns taped onto it man also the ghost has another one the ghost ghost he's wearing a little bed sheet as well and uh he's uh living up to his name when we saw that in the trailer, we screamed. It was like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. <laughs> the new Sparrow is this pulsating lime green. I want it so bad. There's a sweet green shader. There's actually three shaders in total that you guys can collect throughout this week. 
and I think that's just about it. But why don't we talk through how players are actually going to get this stuff as they play through the week, like the big quest line that they're going to go through. Yeah, it's a multi-tiered quest line, and at first we thought it might be a record book, but the quest line makes a little bit more sense because that's what we've seen in the past. Um, but multi-tiered quest line with rewards along the way that grant you these consumables, shaders, sparrows, and the ghost skins. Mm-hmm. We'll go through a couple of the steps. A brilliant idea. You need to impress Saladin with your excellent taste in masks. You need to reenact Saladin's deeds of yore while wearing his mask. <laughs> you need to uh, find another audience, an unappreciative audience. You better tell Tyra. Lethal Masquerade. You need to earn Crucible kills while wearing the mask. Yes, I'm so happy. I've already seen people <laughs> running around Crucible with their stupid masks on, dude. And it's like, I love this event. It's so silly. <laughs> Got to do public events while uh, collecting engrams. As you have a mask on, uh, return to Eva. Fill your candy bag by defeating foes in the Crucible while wearing a mask. So very similar to last year. There's steps talking to the different NPCs. So it looks like Tyra, Eva, and Salad Bar are all involved this year. Nothing revolutionary in terms of PvE. Lots of great collectibles, but it's the same stuff you're already doing if you're playing Destiny from a week-to-week basis. So let's mm-hmm. talk about that. Like As a review, I love the collectibles. They're getting way better at putting more awesome, cool, desirable, aesthetic things in Endgame. But it's not being paired with new creative PvE activities. Like, this is just the same stuff you're already doing from before. Yeah, and you're getting different rewards for it, basically. It's, yeah. It's it's slightly silly, and it makes me... It really confirms my suspicion, you know, there are three tiers of live events. You have Festival of the Lost being the smallest, of course. Then you have the Sparrow Racing League style, um, with the... It's, being revamped in this December, of course, but you know, from our experience, it's a little bit more in depth. It's a bit new game mode that you're doing. They're also adding uh, some other elements this December, and then things like the April update, which honestly was basically just a lot of quality of life changes to improve the Destiny experience. But it did add that new content as well, um, and then of course you have the expansions and the sequels um, above that. But in terms of live events, it seems like those are those three tiers, and this time around pretty shallow uh i guess we could say but uh gives us other things other new rewards collectibles like you said totally so let's talk about the changes to silver dust and ornaments coming soon is the fact that the iron lord ornaments the raid challenge ornaments and the trials ornaments are no longer going to require silver dust to apply to your character which Mm -hmm. is a big plus. I appreciate that. Previously, if you get a Trials Ornament, you actually had to have some Silver Dust to apply it to your armor. To remember, I think it's like five. I think it might be five Silver Dust. I've got a bunch of them on the Titan and the Warlock. I just can't remember what it is. So, small improvement to Silver Dust. I don't think there's any changes coming in the near future, though, that will make things cheaper from Xur. Still kind of a grind, but it's microtransactions, man. <laughs> Every AAA game, it seems like you can't shake them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even Halo Wars 2, do they... <laughs> They have a mode coming called Blitz. That's literally, <laughs> instead of building bases to build the units, you have a deck of cards, and the cards oh, call gosh. in the units. So it's just like, oh, microtransaction money is everywhere. Who did World First on the solo axis, dude? <laughs> that was uh, Scardro or Scardro. Still don't know how to pronounce it. World's First solo axis 
is absolutely insane. He did a Reddit post uh, as well for a written um, review or breakdown, if you will, explaining why he did certain things, but it is just phenomenal. The timing of everything, the precision at which he has to do everything is insane. Of course, it's done with a uh, Fireborn Warlock, uh, because he actually, you have to get rid of the, the charge lockout that you have when you pick up a cannon. Um, but he does all five, I think it's five damage phases, four or five damage phases that he does. Throws all the bombs, kills all the servitors by himself. And man, it is worth a watch because it gets down to the wire. But but he did it. I'm going to uninstall. I've said this every week. I'm not good. <laughs> I'm trash. When you, you hear this stuff, it's just ridiculous. And then Slayerage did it himself about Sunday night or Saturday night, Sunday Saturday morning. Saturday night, yeah. Yeah, he put the YouTube out uh, early Sunday morning. Um, I haven't watched that one, but I do believe he was running a slightly different strategy. Um, but uh, after seeing that World's First video, he might have switched over. So Okay. Great week. I'm enjoying festival. <laughs> I hope our viewers and listeners are enjoying it as well. SRL is December, which is going to be our next big event, air quoting event here. Uh, challenge modes are going to be coming out sometime in November. They've done a pretty good job, I think, since the release of Rise mm -hmm. of Iron, having a steady stream of stuff to do. But I'm hoping PSX in December talks about either some <laughs> big spring update or some spring DLC, man, because we tore through Rise of Iron. Oh, As yeah. the Destiny community always does. Yeah, we definitely did. People were hitting uh, 400 light 36 hours after they raised the light level. But, you know, PSX, uh, you know, from experience, I'm going to anticipate SRL playable on the floor. Uh, maybe some uh, some teasers for things to come as well. Um, and Festival of the Lost, by the way, I don't think we mentioned this. It runs until November 8th. So yeah. October 25th until November 8th. So you have a couple weeks uh, to get all those amazing collection masks they're getting the collectibles down with the kiosks and the, the cool mm -hmm. visuals of kiosks these is a really good addition smart because our vaults aren't getting any bigger <laughs> come on bungee please. which should be they said it's gonna come I sometime know. after launch it's engineering team soon. i'll buy you some donuts i'll do what i gotta do <laughs> to get that to me soon because it's full man i'm having to make hard choices every day do i get rid of this curious of the hezen lords from year one but what if i wanted <laughs> to wear it sometime don't worry oh. the april update unconfirmed gonna bring you those raids again 10 extra slots <laughs> we'll finally get to play vault of glass again two and a half years later no no no. here's how they're going to do the increase of vault space you're just going to be able to store your stuff in the vault of glass you've oh. opened it up it's it's <sighs> yours diddy why are you even on this show you're too much of a mastermind you're too brilliant to not be in <laughs> seattle right now working alongside them Bellevue, maybe. Is it Bellevue? It's probably Bellevue. It is. <laughs> that place, by the way, I have a buddy who lives up there. I used to work with him. He How says there that? are like Lamborghinis and Teslas and supercars everywhere. His wife is like a head of some marketing department at Amazon and he just says it's crazy how like <laughs> hip, new and technological that town and area is. So there's my tangential thing for the show. Where can people find your content, dude? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y, D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. -S. 
Excellent. You can go to our website, destinytheshow.com, for all the links from today and more. Join our Discord, over 900 members strong, discord.me slash destinytheshow. Great place to party up and maybe work with people to get some masks or that heroic mode raid. You can follow us on Twitter at Destiny the Show. We love hearing from you guys. Check out our friends over at DestinyTracker.com, the best place in the Destiny universe to track your stats. You can follow me at BBKDragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.